to Travels with Alicia. I am so excited to highlight more international destinations. And in this episode, I'll cover France. I've been there many times, so I'm excited to share with you some of my favorite places and where I'd like to go next. Why don't we go ahead and jump in? So according to arrival statistics from 2019, France is the number one visited country in the whole world. Spain is number two, and the U.S. is number three. France is nicknamed the country of love, and honestly, it's it's very true. You're going to feel the romance in the air. It's not just Paris, but it's like everywhere. When I think about who is France for, I mean, obviously, it's everyone. Everyone would enjoy it. But it's a great place for honeymooners, for lovers. It's a great girls' trip. My first time to France, I went to Paris with my mother, my sister, and my daughter. So we had three generations of women going on a trip to Paris, and it was just completely amazing. I've also been there many times with my my family, and we've had a wonderful time. So I think I think it is for everyone, and you have to really think about what I'm going to share with you, all the things there are to do, and you can decide how you would do your trip to France. So of course they speak French, but my family, none of us speak French, and we've been fine. We've been traveling there for over two decades, and there's been no issues. I think today it's even easier because we have translation apps that you can use to communicate and and like look at menus and communicate with people. The culture, it's different than the U.S. I mean, honestly, you need to be gracious. You're in another country, and if you make an error such as like when you're ordering or even if the waiter or waitress makes a mistake, you need to kind of suck it up and go with it. You don't send it back. That's not kind of what people do in France. And um, you're not in the U.S. and you have to realize that. The culture is also very slow and people do sit in cafes for hours and the waiter and waitress may not check on you every five minutes. So it's just something you have to be aware of. The other thing I would recommend is like maybe keeping your voices down because in the U.S. we tend to be very loud and this comes across as obnoxious, not only in France, but in a lot of countries. So it's just something to keep in mind. Another thing, like if you're planning travel to France, is to be kind of aware of your your dress and your dress code, because I think it's important to try to fit in. I mean, I know we all like to be comfortable and wear our sneakers and shorts, but honestly, like for example, Paris is not the place to do that. Try, you know, they do dress to impress, and it's not about wearing designer clothes. It's just by putting your best foot forward. And so, for example, I've been in Paris, you know, in different seasons. And, you know, other than the summer, and I have been there in the summer, but other than the summer, honestly, like a trench coat and jeans and a pair of black boots, things like that, just something simple, but something that's a little bit elevated from maybe sweatshirt and sneakers, things like that. Because if you do these things, you're likely to get better service. And the, the French... They're not rude. They're going about their day. And so it's really us that needs to be kind of more sensitive to other people's cultures. I think if you do these things, you're going to have an amazing experience in France. And they're really not that hard to do. So what else is there about France? 
France is smaller than Texas. It's really not that large compared to the U.S. They have great transportation. You can take trains to almost all destinations. There's also inexpensive short flights, buses, car rentals, and I've done all of those um, very easily. I always ask myself, why is France so popular? And I think it's because they really do have everything for such a small country. They have cities, they have villages, they have mountains, beaches, they have vineyards. They have great, amazing food and wine, fashion, art, a great sports scene, and even really, really good skiing. They're also known for holding great events. There's carnivals in Nice. There's wonderful wine events in different areas of France. And you even have the Tour de France, which is the biggest cycling event in the world. So why don't we talk about the most visited destination in France, and that's Paris. So where is Paris? Paris is like, if you cut France in half, it's on the north the north half, and it's right in the middle. So it's, it is one of the international airports, that in Nice, so it's very easy to get to, and relatively inexpensive flights from the U.S. And if you look at this part of um, France, you can see there is so much to do on the north side of France, but let's focus on Paris for a minute. Paris is the most visited destination. It's the place that everyone wants to go. And Paris has 20 main districts, and each district has its own town hall and mayor. The trick when you look at Paris is to look at the center of Paris, and that's where District 1 is. And that is called the Louvre. That's where basically the Louvre, the largest, most visited museum in the world is. And then you take, it's basically forms a spiral turning clockwise, and you can count the districts that go in a circle as they kind of spiral outside of Paris. So once you get the hang of that, it's pretty easy to get around. It takes about two hours to walk from the south to the north of Paris. So that gives you a sense of about how big it is. I will do a whole separate episode on Paris and the things that I love and the different areas you can stay in. But today, I'll at least point out a few of my favorite things. One of my favorite things about Paris is fat tire bike tours. This is a really fun tour company and I am not sponsored by fat tire bike tours. It's just a company we've used so many times with my family and we did a bike tour in Paris and it took us all over. We rode around the Louvre, the art museum near the Eiffel Tower. We went down by the Seine River. We, we then parked the bikes and went on a river cruise. It was so much fun that we looked up fat tire bike tours just to find out what other countries they were in so that we could go visit and do their tours. So I highly recommend fat tire bike tours. Today, you don't even have to ride a bike. They also do walking tours and Segway tours. So that's kind of good. The other thing that I love about Paris is literally just sitting in the cafes and people watching. Um, One thing I do want to point out, because I always point out the positives and the negatives, I absolutely love Paris, and I like cities. It is a city, so if you are not a fan of city or become overwhelmed easily, it's something to know about. 
Also, Paris is very dirty, and that's something no one tells people about. You know, you know, when I was sitting in the cafe, I remember looking around saying, gosh, I just felt like someone needs to clean this up. It's just very frustrating. Um, but there is actually something called the Paris Syndrome. And this is when tourists arrive and they're actually disappointed. And they're disappointed due to the media, which has not like portrayed Paris 100% accurate. And it's interesting because Asian tourists are the most affected. It actually causes physical symptoms, like they get dizzy and they get kind of their heart races, they get overwhelmed. And so, you know, I'm, I'm telling you this kind of just just to be aware, Paris has ups and downs. It is the a wonderful city. It is one of the most fantastic cities in the world. But it is something to remember that it's not always portrayed the same way in the media. The other thing that definitely I loved in in Paris is the Notre Dame Cathedral. You know, as you're probably aware and seen on the news, it did um, unfortunately get damaged in a fire, but they're rebuilding it and hopefully, you know, in a few years it'll be open soon. The next place that I want to highlight in France, so Paris is wonderful, and again, we'll do a whole episode on it, but the next place I want to highlight is Normandy. So we have flown into Paris, and you can rent a car in Paris and drive to Normandy. And our family picked Normandy because, one, my husband loves history, and my kids were in middle school and high school, and they were studying a lot of these things as part of world history and American history. And so what we did is we rented a car from the Paris airport, and we drove. It was less than two hours, about an hour and 45 minutes, to Rouen, and that's the capital of Normandy. If you're in Paris, you can also take a train. It only takes an hour and 15 minutes. It's a beautiful city with an old town. They also have the oldest restaurant in France, La Corion. And this restaurant is where Julia Child had the most fantastic meal of her life. And this was like in 1940s, 1948 or something. And she dedicated her life to teaching French cooking. And it was really inspired by her meal at this restaurant. They also have a beautiful clock tower. You know, honestly, I've been sharing with you over some of my episodes, I'm really a fan of slow travel. If you did go to Paris and stay for a week or 10 days, this would be an amazing side trip. You could take a a train in, in less, you know, an hour and 15 minutes and spend a day or even a weekend in this city. So what we did, though, is we stopped in the city, and then we went on to Honfleur. And Honfleur is a beautiful fishing village, and it's basically on the English Channel, and it has tall ships in it, and it's like kind of like a rectangular port. And it was really, really beautiful, and we had fantastic seafood, and it was our basically our stopping point to visit other places in Normandy. We then visited the beach towns of Duville and Trouville, and we visited the D-Day beaches, especially Omaha Beach, and that's where, like, I think the most American troops had come up onto the French beaches and helped push out the German uh, invasion, and that was really, really important. My kids were actually studying that in school, so it was great to see that and take pictures, and, and they have that memory. Then we took a drive about another two hours to Mont-Saint-Michel, and this is the most beautiful abbey in all of France. You've probably seen it in pictures. It's basically out 
in the water. There's like a boardwalk that goes across to it. And depending on the tide, it's either water under that boardwalk or the tide could be out. And it's absolutely beautiful. I think we drove down, we spent the nights somewhere in a town close by, and then we got up that day and went into Mont Saint-Michel. And it's basically a little island with like church not only the abbey, but there's shops and restaurants, and it's definitely, you could spend a whole day visiting it. So finally, the last thing I want to talk about is my absolute favorite place in France, which is the south of France, and it's Nice in particular. So Nice is another place that has an international airport, so you could fly directly from the U.S. into Paris, or you could fly into Nice. Um, You might have to have a connection, but it is um, an amazing place and my favorite because it's basically a city on the beach. And the way Nice is set up is there's, it's called the Bay of Angels. You've got like a horseshoe and the airport's on one side of the bay and the other side is the old town and the port. And so the areas are nicer and more expensive the closer you get to the old town and the port. If you're staying closer to the airport, Even though you might be close to the water, it's not that great. I did that once, not knowing, thinking I was a block and a half from the beautiful water. It it was fine, but I'm just letting you know, you always want to stay closer to the old town or the port. It's The south of France has so much to offer because if you're staying in Nice, which is where I've stayed many times, you can catch the train right there and you can visit Monaco. You can visit Cannes. You can visit Villafranche, which is a beautiful little village and right on the water. Monton, which is feels very Italian. You can visit um, Juan Pond, which is a, a town that has beautiful sound, sand beaches. The beaches in Nice are full of pebbles, and you know some people don't like that. I don't mind. There's beautiful beach clubs everywhere, and you just have to wear beach shoes. But it's it's just glamorous and beautiful, and there's all price ranges. People think that everything has to be extremely expensive, but I've stayed every one time. The first time I went to the south of France, I think I stayed for. 12 nights for $600 in a vacation rental by owner. It was a simple studio apartment, but it was amazing. And we went to the Grand Prix in Monaco and had a wonderful time. My favorite place to rent apartments from is called Pebbles Nice. And so that is a a wonderful website. Um, They have a location in Nice. So at least there's someone there, you know, if you have any issues or questions and look it up. It's They have amazing, beautifully renovated apartments, and they're really reasonable. I've had such good luck, and most of them have air conditioning. You have to check, because if you're going in the summer, you definitely want to make sure your place has air conditioning. So thank you for joining me on this Travels with Alicia and talking about the destination of France. I'm going to do separate episodes on Paris, on Normandy, and on the south of France. But I wanted to get you thinking about France as a destination, and I hope you, that you would be excited to come to France and see some of these things. And don't limit yourself to Paris. You can absolutely combine things. You can go to the south of France so easily. It's like an hour flight from Paris. Think about things and always think about what you enjoy doing 
If you don't enjoy museums, don't go to the Louvre. If you enjoy, you know, beaches, explore whatever the best beaches are in the south of France. It might not even be Nice. Some of the small towns have beautiful sand beaches and crystal clear, bright blue water, just like the Caribbean. Things that you would never think of. And like I said, you'll do fine with English. You'll you'll be able to make out fine. My only advice would be do slow travel because it does become stressful trying to spend two nights here, two nights here. Um, you spend more time moving around than you do actually enjoying the location. So to end this, I'd like to share with you where I'd like to travel in France next, somewhere I haven't been. And if I had to pick a place, I would pick Annecy, France. And that's located about 45 minutes from Geneva, Switzerland. So if you're going to Annecy, you're probably better off flying into Geneva and taking a train or something. So Annecy is actually on a lake. It's on the largest lake in France. And um, Lake Annecy is gorgeous. It has beaches around it. And the town has canals going through it. And so it's considered the Venice of France. And the old town has cobblestone streets, and it's amazingly a beautiful little city. And they're known for a huge amount of flowers in the summer. And that's a place, it just, every time I look at it, it looks like a fairy tale, and I'd love to go. And there's tons of day trips to spa towns or the French Alps, where you can, like, visit Mont Blanc, which is the largest mountain, and really... um, do some hiking or just see the beautiful scenery. So that's where I would go next in France, and I'm hoping to get there soon. But I just want to thank you for joining this episode with Travels with Alicia, and stay tuned when we go deeper into some of these beautiful places in France.